Are we having fun? Yeah, yeah it looks like y'all are having fun. Look, some of y'all got borderline violent when that beach ball was bouncing around out there. I got accused of things that I may or may not have done. That's all I'm saying. But for real, though, I got only one problem with anything that's happened yet today. I mean, really, I could take Thor, right? I could, right? No? Man. Hey, I'm watching. Good luck getting a counseling session with me, you people that are saying no. Man, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. What is spiritual warfare? It's a good question. What is spiritual warfare? Well, let me ask you this. How many of you know what a bully is? You know what a bully is? Hey, maybe some of us in here have had to deal with a a bully before. Have you ever had to deal with a bully before in your life? Yeah, I have too. Uh, Sometimes I still deal with bullies in my life. Well, spiritual warfare is kind of like standing up to a bully. If you want a bully to leave you alone, you stand up to the bully. And the bully will leave you alone eventually. Now, I'm not saying you got to fight the bully. I'm not promoting violence, so mom and dad save your emails. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, Not what I'm saying. Some of y'all are like, ah, so close, so close. Um, What I am saying, though, is you can stand up to a bully. You can not let them push you around. Now, why, why, why would you want to stand up to a bully? A bully has no right or authority to tell you what to do, do they? All they can do is try to intimidate you into doing what they want you to do. That's how a bully operates. And really, that's kind of the heartbeat of spiritual warfare. We have an enemy called the devil who tries to intimidate us, and he has no power or authority to do any of that stuff. Now, when I say an enemy, y'all know who I'm talking about, right? Talking about the devil. The devil. And we're going to talk about the devil on Halloween Day. And let me just say this about Halloween. Okay? I could just, I just don't give a flying rip about glorifying anything evil, but I will use today to win people for Jesus, and that's why we're doing a fall fest later on today. I'm excited about that. How many of y'all seen a 3D movie before? Dude, it's it's so cool. I remember the first 3D movie that I went to, and I remember walking in there and just watching the credits run and the movie start, and I thought, wow, this is not anything spectacular about this thing. It looks like a regular movie. It's just a little blurry. And then I put on my glasses, and when I had my glasses on, I could see stuff that I couldn't see without my... Hey, I'll do that again. Was that good? Uh, let me ask a $20 question. How do I look, baby? Do I look good? I look good? We're going to keep these in. All right, we're going to hold on to this. So, but when you have the glasses on, you can see stuff in the movie that you couldn't see before, even though it was there. Now, listen, that's how it works with spiritual warfare because there is a spiritual world out there even though you can't see it with your natural eyes. Sometimes God will give you a glimpse into it, but the best way to get a glimpse into what's happening spiritually is to look at the Word of God, okay? Um, There's a spiritual war out there that's happening in the spiritual world that's out there, and our enemy, the devil, 
is trying to bully us and trying to intimidate us even though he doesn't have power or authority to do it. And I'll show you what I'm talking about uh, in the book of Luke. Everybody say Luke. Luke. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 10. I'm going to read some scripture to you this morning. This is Jesus talking and he replied and said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. How fast does lightning flash? Really quick, right? That's how fast the devil was traveling when God made sure that his hind end was kicked out of heaven. That's a pretty good kick, right? So he threw him down with some authority. I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. He said, I, gave, I have given you authority. Now, who has authority? We have authority. Who gave us the authority that we have? That's right. God gave it to us through his son, Jesus. So Jesus gives us authority to trample on snakes, scorpions, and to overcome, everybody say overcome, overcome. all the power of the enemy. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that we go out there and we play with snakes and scorpions, okay? I know y'all probably seen that done before in some very particular churches, and they think it's cool to play with snakes. Uh, scam alert. A lot of times they milk those snakes so that if they get bitten, there's no venom in the bites. And so they're scamming everybody <clears throat> when they do that stuff. That's not what the Bible's talking about here. It's pretty ignorant to do something like that. Snakes and scorpions in that day were symbolic. They were symbolic for evil. They were symbolic for evil. So they would be like ghosts and goblins or little ghoul things that we'll talk about, you know, like today in today's world. Things that symbolize kind of evil things that aren't really real, but people pretend that they're real. That's what Jesus is talking about here. I, you got authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, so all the superstitious stuff that's out there, I'm giving you authority over. And I give you authority to overcome all the power of the enemy. Now, how much of the power of the enemy can we overcome? All of it. Every trick, every deception, every scheme, okay, all the power of the enemy. So the devil does have a little bit of power, but we have authority over how much of it? All of it. That's right, you guys are catching on fast, and nothing will harm you. That means the devil can't do anything to harm us when we're operating in the authority that we have in Jesus. Now, when we don't operate in that authority and we let him bully us around, that's a different story. But see, we're giving him permission to do it because we're letting him bully us. And what do you do to a bully? Stand up to it. Stand up to a bully all day long. Um, let's, let's, play, let's play the opposite game real fast. We've played this before in the church, but it's been a billion years since we've done that. Um, we're a real old church, uh, billions of years. So, opposite game. I'll say something and you say the opposite of it, okay? So, hot. Good. Dry. Young. God. No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Actually, God has no equal. Okay, um, if you're going to say the opposite of God, you'd have to come up with something crazy. I think it's better to say the opposite of Satan or the devil would be what? Not God. Michael. Michael. Not Michael here in service today. The angel Michael. The angel 
Michael. You want to know why? Because they're both created by God. The devil is a fallen angel. Okay? We give him way more authority and power than he actually has. He is a created being, created by God. He would be equivalent to another angel created by God who's subject under the power and the authority of the God that created him. Okay, so Michael actually kicked Satan's honey out of heaven. So maybe it's not even that. Maybe we need to pick the weakest, wimpiest little angel that is up in heaven. The devil is a little bitty angel and a whole lot of trouble. That's who he is. That's who he is. Um, and, like, we, we picture in our mind, like, this huge tug-of-war struggle going on between us and the devil trying to tempt us, and that's just not how it happens or how it plays out. I'm going to need some help today. Uh, my friend Eric, can you bring me up the tug-of-war rope for today? Y'all give Eric a hand as he's helping me out this morning. Thank you, bro. <laughs> The holy tug-of-war rope of Antioch we'll be using today. Um, Lord, have mercy on us. I need a volunteer. I need Abby. Can you help me out? Okay, so Abby, you're going to play tug-of-war today. So I want you to grab onto this rope. Now, you know how to play tug-of-war? Tug-of-war is when we both pull real hard on the rope. And we see who's the strongest. And you try to pull me that way and I try to pull you this way, okay? Except it's not going to be me. Let's see today. I need someone to help me out. Y'all believe in horsepower? Yes. What about unicorn power? Yes. I believe in unicorn power. Travis, can you help me out, man? All right. He's going to come on up here. Now, full disclosure... I'm going to nickname you Tiny. <laughs> I can only imagine what this looks like on camera right now. You got itty bitty me and then, hey, what's up going on with this? So, uh, unicorn power, full disclosure. He is a happily married man to a woman. So, just in case you're confused. All right. So, what we're going to have happen here, grab that rope. We're going to have a tug of war going on now between Abby and Travis. Are you ready? Y'all are going to pull as hard as you possibly can. And we're going to see. We're getting a good shot of this on the camera. All right. Now, if you had to bet a dollar, if I was going to give you a thousand to one odds and all you had to put down was a dollar, you got a hundred. Who are you putting the money on, Abby? Or are you putting the money on Travis? Abby? Man, see, if I was corrupt, I would take y'all for a lot of money right now. <laughs> as, as hard as Abby pulls, realistically, is there anything that she can do to defeat Travis in this? Now, I know we want to cheerlead and pump her up and say, let's go, let's go, let's go. What's going to happen is if she can hold on to the rope long enough, she's going to end up over there somewhere. Probably what's going to happen. As strong as she is, let me see those muscles, girl. That's what I'm talking about. She's got those muscles. Now, she could try her hardest, but she's never really going to be able to defeat Travis unless she does something tricky. It's the only shot she's got. Listen, 
this is how it looks in spiritual warfare. Okay? This is how it looks in spiritual warfare. There is nothing that an itty-bitty devil can do to defeat a great big unicorn god. <laughs> nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Okay? Nothing. Nothing. And can pull and tug as hard as, as hard as she wants to. She'll never be able to do it. Listen, the devil can pull and tug and tempt you as hard as he wants to. Listen now. You have all the authority over the enemy. And the only way that the enemy wins is if you let the enemy win. Because you are undefeatable in Jesus. All right? Give these guys a hand for helping out. Can you grab a seat? Thank you so much, sweetheart. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It takes a special kind of manly man to be a unicorn man. That's what I'm saying. So, here's the thing. The devil knows he can't win. That's why he tries to cheat and lie. That's why he tries to cheat and lie. That's why he tries to deceive us. That's why he tries to trick us. What are some of the lies that the devil tells us sometimes? Let me hear some of them. Well, not good enough. Who have you ever heard that one before? He'll lie and tell you you're not good enough. What's another one that the enemy tells you? No friends. That's a huge one. I heard somebody say that you're not smart enough. Whew, that you're not loved. Wow, that's a big lie because we all know that we're loved by God. Not pretty enough. He tries to tell me that all the time. And I tell him, shut up, devil. You don't know what you're talking about. You know, <laughs> might be a little bit of truth in that. Um, but, uh, but, but he does. What's some other stuff that he'll lie to us? How about this one? How about um, you haven't changed and you're still the person that you used to be? How about that one? He'll lie. He tries to change the rules of the game, and he tries to trick you into thinking that it's okay. Have you ever tried to play a game with somebody that tried to change the rules of the game in the middle of the game? Now, I just want to point out to everyone watching online right now, 90% of this church started laughing when we started talking about this. And I'm not going to say that a particular person in this church today has a reputation for possibly changing some of the rules of any given game that, that she may be playing at any given time. But my wife is notorious for it. Oh, my gosh. She does. Now, here's what she's going to say. She's going to say, listen, I'm not cheating. We're just changing the rules of the game to make it more fun. It's boring playing it this way that I'm losing at. Let's change the rules, and let's play it in a more fun way that I might win at. That's what she's trying to I added... I added a little bit into that, but, but you understand. Hey, by the way, anybody got a good place I can camp out for the next couple of days? I mean, anybody got a... <laughs> no, nah, we, we have fun with this all the time. I, I love my wife. She's great. But this is what the devil does. He'll try to change stuff up and trick you. The only way this works is if we give in and don't operate in the authority that we have. Everybody say authority. Okay, how do you... Back down a bully. You stand up. You stand up. That's right. So, this is what's important to remember. Okay? When Jesus is in my heart, the devil is under my feet. When Jesus is in your heart, the devil's under your feet. Okay? Because we have the authority 
of Jesus and us. Let me read this scripture to you in, in 1 John 4. I love this passage of scripture. It says, you dear children are from God and have overcome them because, look at this, the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. He's in us. He's greater than the one that's in the world. That's why I don't get intimidated by scary stuff. He's in me. I'm standing in his authority and in his power. When the enemy lies to me, I tell the devil, and it's okay to tell the devil this, tell the devil, shut up. Shut up. You know, Jesus said about the devil that when he lies, he's just speaking his native language. That's how much he lies. So you know what that tells me? That means I don't believe anything that comes out of that joker's mouth. I don't believe any negative thought that he puts up here. I don't entertain it. I don't entertain it. I say, no, that's a lie. The Bible says I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. The Bible says I'm loved. The Bible says that I'm accepted by Christ. The Bible says I'm forgiven. The Bible says, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. So that past that he so often tries to bring up and remind me of, mm -mm, I'm not that person anymore. And here's what's beautiful. My past, when surrendered to Jesus, becomes a tool to reach others for Jesus. It becomes a testimony to lead others to Christ. So even my dirtiest moments, bring it up, throw it at me, whatever, God's redeemed me. And I'm going to use that to reach somebody else for Jesus and mock you, Satan. We operate in authority. We operate in power. Whose authority? The authority that God gives us in Jesus. That's right. That's right. Now, how do you back down a bully? You stand. Stand up to. Maybe that's why in Ephesians 6, when Paul's talking about putting on the full armor of God and getting ready for that spiritual battle, he tells us to stand. And then he tells us later to stand firm. Don't let anything move you. Don't let the bully intimidate you. Don't let the bully back you down. You stand your ground. And you tell the devil where he's going we get to rule for eternity and reign for eternity with Jesus he doesn't have that good of a future to look forward to so grateful but listen this only works if Jesus is here in your heart without Jesus hey the devil can do anything he wants to Without Jesus, we got no protection. Without Jesus, we have no authority. Without Jesus, we're at the mercy of the bully. But with Jesus, we are overcomers and more than conquerors. Because the one who's in us is greater than the one who's in the world. So listen, kids, on a day where people are going to just celebrate scary stuff and celebrate evil things and, and talk about... All, listen... Why would you want to root for a loser? Why would you want to celebrate a loser? Oh man, I want to celebrate a winner. 
So on the day where the world's going to glorify the dark stuff, I'm going to say, okay, keep your loser. I'm going to go with the winner, and I'm going to talk about Jesus all day long. All day long. But he's got to be here. But my question today is we're getting ready to close up Family Sunday. But hasn't this been fun today, though? Um, is he here in our hearts? Bow your heads and close your eyes for just a second. I want an opportunity to pray with you today. I don't want to take for granted that anyone in here. I, I, I just don't want to take for granted that we're all on the same page spiritually. I, I want to give everyone an opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because Jesus died on a cross as a sacrifice for our sins. All that messed up stuff in our past. He paid for it with the payment of his own life. And not only did he pay for it, but he set us free from that sin that he forgave us from. When he rose from the dead, the Bible says that he came back with the keys or the authority of death, hell, and the grave. So he paid for our sins, he set us free from the sin, and then he turned around and he gave us authority over all the power of the enemy in him. Is Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? He died on the cross so that we wouldn't have to go to hell as a penalty for the sin in our lives. I don't want anyone to walk out of here today without the opportunity to make sure that your heart is right with God and the opportunity to have that relationship with Jesus. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, no one looking around, is Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? If you breathed your last breath now and you stood before God, would you enter into eternity in heaven or would eternity for you mean hell? And Jesus died so it wouldn't have to be hell. So if you're here and you know your walk with God isn't where it needs to be, and I'm not talking about coming to church or even believing in God, do you have a right now real relationship with Jesus it's the most important question you'll ever answer in your life if you know that you don't but you want to have that relationship with Jesus when I count to three I want you to lift your eyes up and look at me I'm going to pray with you this morning I'm not going to embarrass you or single you out I just want to pray with you and give you an opportunity to get that heart right today so here we go on the count of three, if that's you, lift your eyes up and look at me. One, two, three. Lift them up and look at me. See yours. Wait just a second. If you haven't lifted your eyes yet, lift them up and look at me. I see yours, praise God. Just a little bit longer. Pastor Josh, my relationship with Jesus is not where it needs to be, and I know I need to get some stuff right. Jesus isn't Lord and Savior of my life, but I want to fix that today. One last time, that she lift your eyes up and look at me if you haven't done it yet. All right. Well, let's all do this. Open up your eyes. Let's all stand to our feet as we get ready to close in prayer today. I'm going to pray a prayer. We had two people lift up their eyes and said they wanted to make Jesus Lord and Savior of their life today. Isn't that awesome? So awesome. So I'm going to pray this prayer. We do this a lot here. 
When I pray this, I want you to pray it and repeat it after me. I want you to pray it and mean it from your heart. The Bible says that you believe in your heart, but you also confess with your mouth. And that's what we're going to do today. So if you lifted up your eyes and said, yeah, I want to get some stuff right, this is your moment. And we're going to pray with you because at Eastgate, we say no one walks alone. you got a church family here that's going to watch your back. All right, so let's all pray. Repeat after me. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross to pay for my sin. Thank you for forgiving me. I repent. That means I turn away from all the sin. I don't want it. I want you. Thank you for being my Lord, for being my Savior. And one day at a time, one step at a time, as you change me from the inside out, I'll live my life to please you. In your name, amen. Let's praise God for what just happened. Yeah. I love this. I love Family Sundays because it gives us an opportunity to just have some fun, man, and almost rip the church apart playing with beach balls and all that stuff. Hey, if you're a guest here today, this isn't how we normally roll on a Sunday. We do have a lot of fun, but these are special days where we all get together and have the children in here, and we just have a lot of fun with the service. So I encourage you, if you're a guest today, to come back next week and uh, hop in on what God is doing at this church. We'd love to have you back. Your family here will say that once you walk through those doors, your family. Um, little thing called Fall Fest happening tonight. Little thing called Fall Fest. Listen to me. A lot of cool stuff going on. Give me two minutes, I'll get us out of here. Um, 104.5, the radio station that we partner with, um, and that, that's what I'm saying. We're, we partner with 104.5. We don't buy advertising spots from them. We partner with them now in ministry. And so they've been pushing our fall fest really good for us because they want to see it succeed because we're doing it to bless people. Oh, by the way, the, uh, the love week that we talked about last Sunday, okay, that has snowballed into something bigger. So I'm here to give you a better report than we had last week. Um, what's happened is we got together and we talked and we said, you know what, if Eastgate and the radio station are working together to make this happen, <clears throat> awesome things can happen. But if we take a couple of weeks and build a larger coalition of churches and businesses, even more amazing things can happen. And that's what we're doing. So we are pushing Love Week to happen the week of November 10th. You probably heard it on the radio station if you've been on there listening to, uh, to Coco Brother talking about all that stuff. So November 10th is going to be the week that it's happening. Okay? And we're going to have a huge coalition of churches and businesses helping us so that we can help more than a few families. <clears throat> we want to help a lot of families and show them the love of Jesus. So I think that's awesome that that's snowballing into something bigger. Yeah, don't be afraid to praise God. It's awesome stuff happening. We're still going to be doing worship live on the air. This is so, so exciting to me. November 17th. Um, so be, be listening that Wednesday. They'll replay it on the 24th. So really cool stuff happening there. They're pushing the event that we have going on here tonight. And probably we're going to see a really good crowd. Um, feedback from Facebook has been through the roof. It's real exciting to see what's happening there. We're getting uh, good reports from the community. So I think we're going to have a good crowd tonight. This is what I want to say. 
for the rest of the day today. Hey, be in prayer for Fall Fest tonight. It's more than just a community event. Okay, this is us showing the love of God to our community. We have, I'm not going to speculate, but we're going to have a lot of people from the community coming to church, even though they're not coming to church. You see what I'm saying? And they're going to see our smiling faces, and they're going to see our awesome-looking unicorn men, and they're going to see all the, all the amazing stuff that we've, they're going to experience the presence of God, have some fun, and they're going to notice the Jesus in us. We're going to get to pray with people tonight, talk with people tonight, build relationships with our community. Those people are going to come into this church and they're going to give their hearts to Jesus. It's going to be awesome. Some of them may give their hearts to Jesus tonight. I want to say this. If you haven't volunteered yet to serve at Fall Fest, to help in one of the areas of ministry, let me encourage you to do that. We're going to have a lot of people from the community coming in. And I want to make sure that you have it. Now, we've got enough to make it work, but we can put more people in to serve. We can always use more to lighten the load. You know, um, When many carry the load, the load is light. So if you haven't signed up yet, let me encourage you to go talk to Rachel in the foyer. Um, if you don't know who Rachel is, ask somebody. Or just yell, Rachel, she'll probably come running to you. Um, now, please do that because it would be really funny to have people yelling at Rachel all afternoon. No, but I want to encourage you to go sign up. Um, if you haven't brought candy yet, you still got time to go get candy and bring as much candy as you possibly can up here. Why? Because I want those kids to remember how awesome it was to go to a church and get a dump truck load of candy given to them because kids understand that language. All right? Uh, everything we do tonight, we do to communicate Jesus. So here's some other stuff, too. Um, after service today, now we have the Touching Lives Church, the Hispanic congregation will be in here this afternoon having their service. But we are going to have set up for Fall Fest starting at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Now, I know you may not have volunteered yet to help set up. Many hands make light work, though. So if you can give us some time, and I say give us, if you can give the Lord some time this afternoon in helping set up for this event, that would be much appreciated, and it would put us in a good position as a church to have everything done so that we have plenty of time to pray over the, over the property here and ask God to touch lives when they show up here tonight. Um, it's going to be awesome. I will say this, when you come here tonight, we won't be parking on campus. It's big to know we're going to be parking in the field next to us. We have overflow parking arranged, too, in the parking lots and the businesses on this side of the church, too. So we got our choice. Um, I'd say park over here, though, and then we'll use that for overflow. So you're going to don't do what we normally do, whip in here and get the best parking spots up here. Okay, we're going to prefer our guests over ourselves. All right, park over there and leave these spots available, mostly for our handicapped guests that will be here so that they've got parking close to the event so they don't have to travel too far. Um, starts at 6 o'clock this evening. I want to invite you to invite everyone you know and have them here. It's going to be so much fun. So much fun. Uh, if you peek in the back, you can already see some of the stuff in place. Uh, it's going to be a great fun. Listen, not just for the kids, but for the adults too. And I can't promise, but since the Braves are playing tonight and they could clinch this thing tonight, 
we might figure out a way to try to get the Braves game on in the, the food area over here. Might. I can't promise. Well, I, this is a last-second thing, so we'll see if we got time to make that happen. If not, I guarantee you somebody will have it on a screen somewhere in there. <laughs> People, grown men walking around, like, uh, looking at their phones. So it's going to be a great night tonight. So candy, volunteer, 2 o'clock setup. if you can help with that. You're asking a lot, Pastor Josh. Not really. A little bit of time to change the eternity of a family. Come on. Come on. I do that all day long. So that's the info. If you got any questions about it, come see me and I'll fill in on whatever questions that you might have. You guys watching online, let me invite you. Come on out here. Let's have some fun today. Uh, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's going to be awesome. The radio station is going to be doing a broadcast of what's happening here. They're not set up just yet to do a live broadcast on campus, but they're going to be covering what's happening live from the station. So we're going to be doing call-ins to them, and they're going to have some people on campus tonight. It's going to be awesome. Uh, They're going to be very involved, so they're going to be pumping Fall Fest while Fall Fest is happening for those three hours. Nothing's going to exist but what's happening at Eastgate Church. How about that? It's going to be amazing. So don't miss out on it. People have asked me, hey, can my kids dress up tonight? Can I dress up tonight? Yeah, dress up, have fun. Here's what I would encourage you to not do. Don't dress up like some scary stuff. You know, avoid the zombies, vampires, that kind of deal. That's not the vibe we're going for here. Now, the kids that show up here tonight will probably be dressed like that, and that's okay. No problem. Um, No problem at all. But, you know, keep it, keep it fun, keep it positive. If you have a problem with people dressing up, hey, let that be your prerogative and be between you and the Lord. Okay? Don't throw shade on somebody for dressing up tonight. Okay? If, if nothing else, at the end of the day, that's where they are spiritually, so back off and let them be where they are spiritually. All right? And if you have a problem with that, you can email me at pastorjeremy at eastgatechurch.cc. <laughs> And we'll make sure that you get all your questions taken care of that way, too. Let me pray over you, and let's get out of here. Great day today? Yeah. All right. Lord, thank you for an awesome time in your presence. Thank you for the two people that gave their hearts to you. Lord, thank you in advance for a fun day of hanging out, having fun, setting up some stuff, but just being with spiritual family today. And thank you in advance for an awesome event to glorify you tonight as we reach out to our community. We just give you thanks and praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Ah, I love it. Hey, we got balloons and candy for you right now, too, in the foyer. So go grab some of that stuff. We'll see you later today.